I'm Doran Hart and welcome to our Super 8 podcast here at Forstalk.ie. Once again, I'd like to thank our show sponsors, ProGolf.ie. Custom fitting specialists, check out www.ProGolf.ie. Also check out their new golf range at atloneandrivenrange.com. Gem Events, Ireland's largest range of event hire equipment, selfie mirrors, candy carts, chocolate fountains and much more. Check out our website, www.gemevents.ie. 24-hour breakdown service, centraltruckandplantrepairs.com. Call us on 086-811-9167 if you're ever broke down on the road. Once again this week, I'm delighted to welcome back our resident panellists, Sean Ogahalpin and Shane Kern. First of all, I'd like to welcome Sean Og. How are you doing, Sean Og? It's great stuff. It was great to meet in person for, for probably the first first video recorded show there in Barber Bob's at home a couple of weeks ago. Show was, boy, yeah, show was. Unique setting, all right, yeah. Can I... It certainly was a unique set. A unique setting. You were, you, were, you were looking around at all the different gels and that. They didn't have them in your day. Uh, no, no. The uh, the only the only thing they had in my day was punching, boy. That's all, boy. And you rubbed it. You rubbed it on your legs. You rubbed on your legs. And you got yourself warmed up, and then off you went, boy. Up the dress room, up to go. So, <laughs> I suppose before we get into the GEA talk, uh, Sean Og, um, it's, I suppose a lot of talk at the weekend about Tiger being back in. Him. Would you be a fan of Tiger Woods and the golf, the golf in general? Uh, Tiger the golfer, yes, and Tiger is here, yes. Tiger the person, shock and blow. If that yeah. makes sense, does that yeah, make no, sense? Yeah, yeah he's, he's a bit like so, uh, um, McGregor, like you said, on the ball. And I think we spoke. Yeah, I think we did touch and we did touch on this. I uh, with Conor McGregor from from a sporting talent and what he's done, absolutely ten out of ten. But like, is he a fellow like that you would you know uh, like to befriend? Absolutely not. Uh, with me, Tiger, uh, and then. That would be my view, same on Tiger as well, you know. Can, um, Tiger and his Tiger in his heyday, I, I haven't seen a golfer, do you know what I mean? Can I, and I'd be a big fan of Jordan Speed now, do you know what I mean? Can I, huge fan of Jordan Speed. But even even Jordan Speed at his peak and Tiger at his peak, no contest. Tiger would, I, I, I think Tiger would beat him hands down, you know. And would you be a fan of the golf in general? Um, would you believe it or not? I'd be more coach potato golf uh, golf fan, you know. Kind of, I don't play golf myself. I know this like that sounds that sounds crazy because a lot of my teammates or former teammates, like they're all avid golf players, like you know. And um, uh, I suppose the hurling swing would kind of give you a, some sort of an advantage, you know. But no, golf golf was a game that never appealed to me playing wise, like you know, to go playing. So, uh, but I would watch it and. The major competitions now, like, and uh, I'd be glued to it now. But also from a sense of how fellas do under pressure, you know, kind of... The mental like, aspect of it. Yeah, yeah, that intrigues me, like, you know, how, like, like for instance, no, Rory in the last day of the Masters, I was I was, I was, was more keen to see how he would cope with, you know, the pressure going in, like, second, second leading off, and then, you know, kind of see what kind of... See what kind of metal that he would have, do you know what I mean? And then and and more uh, and more so Patrick Reed, who was in front, do you know what I mean? Kind of, but little do we know, like 
when you look back to the masses, geez, literally not like that Ricky Fowle and Jordan Spieth, like kind of they were coming like a steam engine, like you know what I mean? Like if they hadn't if they hadn't started that day with minus four, minus five, they would have won it. Sean Og, I don't know about your predictions at the weekend, but mine mine certainly were, weren't that up to scratch. Um, Kilkenny versus Dublin. Uh, Dublin probably just fell short on the day. Kilkenny broke their hearts at the last minute. Typical Kilkenny. How did you make of uh, that game in general? It, it was daylight robbery, to be honest. How, how Dublin didn't win that game. Dublin lost that game rather than Kilkenny winning it. You know, kind of, and just goes to shore, Durham. And I'm telling you, know, Unless you're on that bus on the way home to Cork with the result in the bag, you don't have the black and amber beaten, like, you know. Um, they'll just go, they'll just go to the end and then just, oh, it was like, you know what, it was like, it was like a fella, it was a, a fella, he could see the finish line in the marathon and he just hit the wall and he collapsed. And that's what happened with Dublin, like, you know, kind of. You would have thought, like, with about five minutes to go, Dublin went five points ahead. Well on top in general play, and you could only see one result, and that was a Dublin result. Kilkenny, they just, what you call it, um, they just keep tipping away, tipping away. And then basically, um, if you were to be truthful about it, Dorn, I mean, all the best hurling over the course of the, you know, the game was played by Dublin. Like, when the, when they're on top, when they're on top, they, they couldn't score, like, you know, when they were on top, or they yeah. couldn't score regularly. And when they had chances, like, you need to be taking them, um, and, and like, the thing that stood out, no, was Paul Ryan had a couple of relatively easy frees for a fella that, like, you know, uh, standard. Oh, he missed, like, uh, he missed two frees, not alone that, but they didn't even, like, so, you know, in Hurling, you have a fella, like, standing, he's told to stand 15 yards back and he has to hurry up. I mean, he hit us twice straight into a fella like that, like, you know, like, they're... Oh, they're heartbreaking. You know, they're heartbreaking errors at that level, like, you know, and um, and it just goes to show that'll be all right against a lesser team, but, like, against Kilkenny, you can't, you, you can't expect to win a game giving away those errors, like, you know, but, uh, yeah. um, I, just, I don't know what you're talking, I thought, maybe the last play of the game, I don't know the highlighter, but it came down to the small margins, I thought it was definitely a free for Dublin coming out with the ball and they turned around and ended up in the back. Oh, of the yeah, back where net. he Blanche got in for the goal, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely, like, like that was, like, yeah, technically that was a foul, like, it was foul, you know, um, but see, top teams like that, Doran, like, when they get breaks like that, they take him. Dublin, Dublin got, Dublin got, Dublin got those breaks, not exactly the same way, but in other ways, but, like, their Achilles heel was they didn't take their chances, like, you know. Yeah, and uh, I, like, I know firsthand how good Anthony Cunningham is and um, Pat Gilroy as well. He's obviously comes for very highly recommended, but I yeah. didn't see him making that ground from the league to the championship. Did you see that, that performance coming? Or, uh, None whatsoever, it? man. I'm telling you, know, I, 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 like, before the game, I gave Dublin, I tell you no, I gave Dublin very little chance, to be honest. I thought that, I, I, I was a bit disappointed with Kilkenny because I thought, like, that they would, you know, carry on where they left from the league final, you know, but, like, kind of very uncharacteristic Kilkenny kind of mistakes, like, you know, kind of, um, uh, I thought they looked rusty, like, kind of, granted, I, like, I, like, I know... And you'd see the football as well, first round championship games, you know, fellas like kind of trying to get up to the tempo, the pitch of championship. Uh, so fellas be nervy, they mightn't be as sharp as a couple of games into the championship. 
So there was there was an element to that, but there were so mirrors that you wouldn't expect from Kilkenny fella like, you know, kinda on his own, having to pick it twice or three times, like, do you know what I mean? That's oh, uh very unusual. But in fairness to Dublin, right, you know what? Dublin did very well and Kilkenny couldn't handle it. And then basically Kilkenny and Masters at it. The pressure on the guy on on the ball was absolutely brilliant by Dublin, like, you know. You had to set up with a sweeper as well. All day, yeah, all day. So whenever, and especially whenever the Kilkenny backs, and it's true, like the first line of defence starts in the forward line. I thought the Dublin forwards, man, you know, when Kilkenny got a ball, they made them work hard for it. And they were in, they were getting a hurley in, they were getting a, you know, just stopping them, uh, getting a shoulder in. um, and, And then that forced Kilkenny, that forced Kilkenny, right, to go along under pressure and then basically Dublin's Dublin's half back line just dominated all day in the skies. Do you know what I mean? Good stuff. Great to see uh, Shane Curran joining us on the show. Shane, you had the blue the blue shiny shoes on the last day. You nearly have to pass them over to the Wicklow goalkeeper after his performance last weekend. Uh, yeah, all the old goalkeepers, them goalkeepers coming out of goal, Brody uh, for leash and this lad from Wicklow from kicking off. That's all madness. That shouldn't be allowed in the game at all, you know. Um, Shane, you were the pioneer of these goalkeepers coming out of their goals. What did you make of some of the performances at the weekend? Well, I, I seen Banty Bacchanini talking about pioneers. He must have forgot about me. I, I, did, I think when you're a pioneer for so long, though, you, you forgot about it. Some other lad comes along then as well. So, um, look at I. That's the, the way the game is going to go. He, uh, there's no doubt about it. If players can play out the field and goalkeepers can play out the field, um, you know, I think it's 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 probably the way the game is going to go. It's not like soccer either because. You've got so many defenders behind you, even if it does plough up on you, uh, you have a number of opportunities maybe to kill it or put down a foul or delay, use delay tactics. So where it works and you've got good athletic players that can play the game, um, I don't see anything wrong with it at all, but uh, it'll only happen three or four times in a match. It won't happen too often because your lungs are the fittest in the world anyhow. They don't, they're not that fond of runner, at least I wasn't anyhow. <laughs> Um, so you make another old Sally, but uh, you, you'll eventually stick between the, the, the posts eventually, you know. The, the Wicklow goalkeeper kicked seven points and saved a penalty. Did you ever have a day like that? Uh, no, no, to be fair, yeah, no, it was a great, great performance by Wicklow, to be fair, you know. Um, I think Offaly will be killing themselves, obviously, there's, there's a lot going on there on, on behind the scenes, and I think obviously things are doing well, but for John Evans and Wicklow, they'll be delighted. Um you know, not to win a game in the league and, and then come along and, and uh, cause an upset like that in the championship is what the championship is all about. And I suppose the pity about it for them is that they're not playing their home game in the championship in, in, in Ockram, um, even though it'll be very small ground for the 80,000 dubs that have come down. Um, surely you could, they could have fitted maybe 5,000 and give 3,000 to Wicklow or whatever it may be. But look, at it's in Port Leash and, and uh, it'll be a big day out for them and, and they deserve it. Yeah, just I suppose touching on that awfully thing, um, it seems to be this they imploded at half time. Um, it, it doesn't seem that the signs coming out of awfully is none of it's very good. And Stephen Wallace is they reckon his position is untenable. What did you make well, of that whole instance, Shane? Well, I, I think the speculation is unfair on both the manager and the players, and, and the subsequent um comments by, by people inside in awfully um are probably unfair on the manager to be and the players. Um, I think, you know, sometimes whatever happens in these situations, uh, you're better maybe to let the, the politics play out until the season ends. And, and you know, in Stephen Mollis's case, I think it's it's hard on him. Um, he seems to be public enemy number one now in in, in, um, 
in Offaly. Uh, for what reasons or not, I'm not too sure of the politics of it, um, but it's certainly unsavoury. And I think uh, for a proud county like them, um, they could do without that. Uh, it seems that there's a lot of you know players that are dissatisfied and disaffected and. Uh, when you've got that, then probably a manager that's not fully and totally in control also because he's I think he's suspended for eight weeks or something. So uh, it's difficult and it's obviously playing out very difficult for the county. And uh, just I suppose really in terms of, of the players, um, you'd be trying to urge them to kind of stay stay as one as best possible because it's nobody any good to, to be... Um, you know, getting rid or, or looking for the head of a manager certainly in in, in the middle of the championship, and uh, it's it's uh, it's regretful, I suppose, these incidents. But the social media, the way it is now, and and, and all that type of thing, these things, you know, they're 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 uh, they're instant news, and uh, you know, it's affected his players and, and managers' lives as well. So we, we've got to be cognizant of that. Yeah, no, I didn't totally agree with you, Shane. It, it probably was something that's been building up for a while. I don't think it was just on Sunday that this happened. Sean Oak, we touched on this before about dealing with managers and problem with managers throughout the year and the, the kind of sour taste it can leave. What do you, what do you make of the whole thing? Uh, yeah, like Shane, um, very, 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 very sad situation. Like, can, uh, look, it appears their season is over, you know, even before it starts, like, or even before it started. Um, and they probably... They probably needed. They probably needed that victory last Sunday. Probably, like as you said, when it comes to crisis, right? There's there's no one such thing that you could put your finger on. Usually, when you're fine with these things, like it's a multitude of things, and it's just suffers up badly. You no, know? and then what's compounded it was not alone losing, but losing to a team where they probably feel like that they should be beaten. That's probably even worse, right? So. Yeah. Um, and then like Shane, you no, know, they're probably better off. Do you know what? This might sound crazy, you know, but they're better off going, they're better off going for a right hoolie, you know, for the you know, somewhere, just get away from the training going if they're still talking to each other and <laughs> something, something like that, rather than going back to O'Connor Park and trying to flog fellas like, you know, or trying to get uh, and then and then Try and see out, try and see out the year as best you can, and then as Shane said, deal with it then at the end of the season, like you know. But um, but reading between the lines, I think it's just damaged limitations. Now at this stage, they ain't gonna get their season back in track. So just play out the rest of the year, and then basically Stephen, unfortunately, probably have to, you know, he'll have to step down, move on, um, and then they'll probably have to get a new manager after that. But like Shane, I hope that's done. As soon as their last game is over, rather than do you know what I mean, kind of during the season where they, they where they have another game. Yeah, no, I think that's pretty pretty decent advice there, Sean. Just on the the flip side of that, then after Lowe's defeat to Carlo, I know probably there were underdogs going into it and they took a bit of a hide. And Pete McGrath, I thought, was very um, harsh on his players, and it's not something that's usually done in in the GA circles. You might see it the odd time when it comes to soccer or things like that, professional sport. But I think he was fairly scathing of of the lads. Shane, what did you make of Pete McGrath? statements after the defeat oh, yeah, Pete Mourinho was it <laughs> <laughs> you know I, I think he's adapting the Jose the Jose style of of, uh, of tanking his players but not looking at himself I, I thought it was very unusual uh, I'd have to say um, I certainly don't think that um, it was good management I would say he's written his own obituary there as well um, you know GA players by the very nature um 
you know, they're they're coming from amateur backgrounds. They're given an awful lot of their time and their energy and their effort um, in in terms of their commitment to their county. Uh, and I think to, to diss them in public like that was, was poor was poor uh, comment. It was also poor judgment. I think. Um, I think if you're to do that, you do that um, in house. Uh, you address the situations that you have to address uh, with the players face to face, and it smacked to me of a bit of self preservation, really, um, which I think is unusual for a manager that's ex- as experienced as him. But maybe like Mourinho, you know, the, the end of, the, of his days could be coming, and, and this is maybe his last gig at intercounty football, and and um, he's he's decided to protect himself, and and uh, I don't think it it reflects well um, on his management style. I I think it's um, regretful also that the loud players have had to kind of listen to that. Uh, players have enough to listen to in life, you know, and enough to to. Um, Criticism to come across with, with uh, as I said previously, the hurlers on the ditch. Uh, uh, the manager really's job is to support them through thick and thin. Um, and if there are uh, issues of discipline or there are issues of lack of commitment, but then you address that uh, prior to a championship. Uh, and if you don't really, it's it's your problem as the manager if you haven't done that uh, prior to, to championship football. Uh, the, the bottom line is here is that there are seven or eight or nine, ten counties probably in Leinster that are all at the same level, which is poor. Uh, and they're, they're, they've mostly given up the ghost on trying to win a Leinster championship. And the next thing for them really that they can fight for now possibly is good league positions and maybe counties like Offaly could, county like Westmead, maybe Kildare, Mead could emerge. Um, as Super 8 contenders over a period of time. But unless they get their house in order, um, they, they can't do that. And um, look, at I, I just think I just think Pete, Pete McGrath's uh, regretful outburst um, is something that I think, in, in hindsight, um, an unmature reflection. As a mature manager, he, he will regret. Yeah, I know. I certainly agree with you there, Shane. Bad enough, they're probably getting enough of a stick from their own supporters rather than take it from their own manager and you probably win together and lose together. Um, certainly a regretful situation. Getting back to the to the Galway Mayo game, uh, Johnny Heaney broke broke Mayo hearts at the end of the day, but it, it wasn't a game that lived up to probably the expectation. There was an awful lot of pressure going into it, Shane, and um, I suppose both teams had an awful lot to lose rather than to win it. What did you think of the whole situation in the game? Yeah, well, I was down there covering the game, and and, and look at um, I, I didn't I didn't expect anything other than what I've seen um, a war of attrition. Uh, I I did think that maybe um, the better soldiers may have been on the Mio side um, because they had more to lose. It was it was like their final their final battle uh, in the trenches, and um, I thought they might have more bullets in their gun than 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 Galway. But unfortunately, it didn't play out like that. There's a couple of regretful incidents in the game that probably changed it against them, but that's been a recurring theme. Their discipline has been an issue uh, over the last number of years, and particularly in the high-profile games. They've now lost three games to Galway, where they've also lost a man in each game, and they lost to Dublin, where they've lost a man in, in the All-Ireland final as well. Um, that coupled with, obviously, a very regretful injury to Tom Parsons, and, you know, I suppose from... Everybody on the show can only wish Tom the very best of luck. He's a, he's a real uh, gent of the game. Uh, it's a, probably a career-threatening injury, um, but we'd like to just wish him the best and his family and wife and, and, and uh, brothers and whatever else, and sisters, and, and uh, wish him a speedy recovery and, and whatever uh, the future holds for him. And then we had the James O'Connor uh, incident, um, 
which uh, I, you know, I have sympathy for the player. Um, I think I'm not so sure there was the malice in it that maybe that the television showed. Um, and you know that I suppose the, the the funny thing about it is that had the referee not given them the advantage and just given them the free incident would have happened wouldn't have happened. But again, um, these are there, there have been recurring. Uh, Incidences like this with Mio on their discipline side, and uh, uh, Dean Burke obviously was was a tremendous substitution. He changed probably the the dynamic of the week, and the old failings and reliance on two or three players that are the wrong in the thirty up front um, meant that they didn't get the scores on the on the scoreboard. And, and Galway uh, through Burke and then Johnny Heaney um, got through on goal, finished it with a plum, and, and that seen the game out and. Uh, Obviously, playing with 14 men uh, was an issue for them, but it's a long road now for Mayo. Yeah, it certainly is a long road. We, we won't go into that whether I say everybody has recovered, whether whether they're going to go, make it to the Super 8s or not, but I suppose time will tell. Just getting back to Tom Parsons' injury, I'd like to second what, what Shane Curran there said and wish him the speedy recovery and the best of luck with it. Um, Sean Og, you, were, you dealt with a career-threatening injury yourself and came back for it. Would you have any advice for, for, for Tom or... <clears throat> Ah, uh, you could only but just cry at the moment for Tom, like, you know, kind of, um, and even just looking at, you know, the graphic pictures, like, of oh, yeah. the, the leading up to it, uh, oh, your heart will just pour out to him, like, and uh, obviously that's his season over anyway, right? So um, let's hope, let's hope that he has the willpower and he has, a, you know, good medic backup team, like, to get him back. Um, he's facing a long road of just, being lonely in the gym now and then just, you know, uh, working on and then just looking at other teammates, like, you know, training on the pitch. But, like, um, unfortunately, such such is such a sport. But, don't, like, if, if you did that type of injury 10, 20 years ago, you, you were gone. But, like, what advances now in, you know, medicine and more qualified people getting involved in the game, you know, physios, look, I've no doubt, like, if Tom applies himself and has great willpower, he will be back, like, you know. Uh, from a Roscommon point of view, Shane, I know you've to, probably, you're taking on, Le- is it Leitrim next? Yeah, we've, we've Leitrim, uh, sorry, look, look what I mean, the kind of championship is, is a wrap at the moment, I mean, Galway are our are, are favourites and major favourites now, so you can only see Galway uh, running into the Super 8s, um, I think in fairness, Ray Silk said that in RT, that they're, they're in the Super 8s now, so we'll have to take that as well. Um, and, and look at Roscommon they'll go to Leitrim and, and hope for the best and uh, you know we, we'll, we'll hope to put up a good show and certainly be, be in a Connacht final and you know we'll be massive underdogs in that but um, we were last year too but uh, look at it it's, it's hard to see the game playing out any other way um, Galway have to play Sligo in, in, in uh, Salt Hill so that'll be a Galway win uh, Galway into the Super 8 Galway in an All-Ireland semi-final and possibly a Galway Dublin All Ireland uh, final, but um, <laughs> and that's the way. That's the way. Uh, all the horses there, Shane. No, the horses there. No, you're really putting on uh, the the Roscommon so, hat so there. Galway, now we're now the team. Galway are now the team to beat. Really, uh, you tell me, Shane, um, you don't have a chance of beating uh, Galway. You have no chance of beating Galway. Oh, no, 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 Sean, no, I'm telling you, we have, we look at, it, 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 well, if the game is in Hyde Park, you know, which I, we're all hoping here in Roscommon, the game will yeah, be yeah. in Hyde Park. Um, and it should be in Hyde Park. Uh, but look at that's that's a political decision that has to be made. Um, look at we'd have a chance, uh, obviously, in our own home home ground. But Galway will be favourites, and 
Look, you know, you have Tomás Flynn there um, working in, in, in the school, in, in uh, the community college in, in uh, Roscommon, and Tom will be going into work every day knowing that, God, we are favourites. And things like that, you know, can give us a visual, visual chance. Uh, we did pull off a, a famous victory in Salt Hill last year, uh, but Roscommon will have to be at our... We have an awful lot of injuries. Um, John McManus is out. There's a question mark over Niall McInerney. Um, uh, um, one of the dailies, Niall Daly, is definitely out. And, uh, you know, we can't afford um, players like that to be out. Keane Connolly has gone away to America from last year, uh, as is Sean, Sean, uh, I can't think of the defender now, but uh, from Strokestown, Sean Malouli. So, look, we're down a lot of players and, and um, Galway are up up a lot of players and, and look, at their, their defensive system is very strong. Uh, so it'll take a lot for us to beat them. Provided, of course, we beat Leitrim. I don't think that game's a foregone conclusion, is what you think. <laughs> I, I, I don't think so. Well, I, I, look, well, Galway, yeah, I, Galway are formidable in, in terms of their defence. You know, there's no other. And, and look, Comer is, is, is a super player, uh, really top class player, as is, um, you know, a number of other. You have Sean Armstrong there, and you had Ian Burke coming in the weekend to play a star games. So, like, I mean, they're probably looking at having four or five all stars at the moment, and um, it's hard to see. You know, can we contain them uh, if we're in a final? And they're in a final, it'll be difficult, you know. But we'll try our best. <laughs> try your best. The other main game at the weekend, Shane, we, we, we won't question that for another few weeks. <laughs> the other main game at the weekend up in Ulster was a Donegal Cavan game, and probably I thought it was going to be a lot closer than it was. Donegal ran out comfortable comfortable winners, and they, were, they looked very impressive. Yeah, well, Declan Bonner is building a nice side, and, and uh, you know, you can actually see the, the, the invigoration of youth with the older players is working quite well for them. I was impressed with Johnny Gall in, in, in the in the National League. Um notwithstanding the fact that they got relegated, I, I don't think they'll be too um worried about that. They were going in the right direction and they were doing the right things. And um he's been with the under twenty one setup for five years, so he knows all the best young players in the county that's coming through. They're playing a different brand of football than they did previously. And um you know, I think they're 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 one of these sides that uh, is enormous. I think they're they're just a very very well coached, very well managed team, um, and they've got an athleticism and a, and a physical kind of integrity about them that's hard to hard to match. Um, it could be too early for them this year in 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 Ulster. Um, Tyrone and Monaghan may just have that little bit edge of experience and conditioning but um, certainly they're, they're a formidable enough outfit Donegal uh, and I would expect them if they are beaten in the Ulster Championship to have a good run in the qualifiers I think a good team to beat them Kevin um, they're at a crossroads really they've won a lot of, of under 21 titles but they just don't seem to have the physicality of the likes of Monaghan Tyrone or Donegal and in Ulster that's a, that's a premium um, it's like I suppose it's like the the twenty ton pack versus the fifteen ton. Uh, it's very hard for the light players to to perform up there uh, with the war of attrition that the games are, and um, they're a slight bit behind the curve. Um, but Dick Bonner will be delighted with, with his charges and some of his old boys like McLean McGee um, and Michael Murphy um, were, were were outstanding. Um, so look at they're 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 not going to be a bad outfit, and I, I would think there could be an outside chance for a Super Eight team, you know. 
Yeah, I think I think you could be right there, Shane. Just moving back to the Joe McDonough coverage at the weekend, um, Sean Og. I was went over to Mullingar to see Westmead play Mead, and I was very very impressed with the level of skill on show from the Westmead lads. I'd have to admit that I probably haven't seen them enough over the last few years, and the down yeah. this ends of the county, there wouldn't be the same interest in it. Do you think they they get the coverage they deserve, and what do you make of the competition so far? Um, absolutely not, right? And the coverage has just been horrendous, you know. Um, and then, and then, like, if you just peel that back, okay, okay, I'll get to the games in a second. But like, this is this is named after like a great Gale, do you know what I mean? Joe McDonough, right? Kind of who passed away, a former great hurler for Galway, all Ireland winner, right? Great administrator, became a president. I mean, Joe McDonough is a legend in his own right, and I mean. To name a competition or a cup after him and then not give it duly its, you know, kind of due recognition, uh, like I, 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 I think they've fallen short there, kind of uh, big time. Um, and it just begs the question, like, a association, a serious about making the All Ireland competition, kind of, you know, um, I mean, the All Ireland Ireland competition for good number of years, man, has just boiled out to about five or six counties. You know, and I get the feeling the association is just quite happy to leave it at that. Um, for the probably simple reason that within the five or six, you get crackers of games, do you know what I mean? Kind of within the year. But um, like for me, in a way, you wouldn't call it the All-Ireland because it, it doesn't encompass more counties as it should be, you know, kind of... Um, and uh, and as you said, there's like the smashing players, and you know, uh, in Westmead, Kerry, Wicklow, I'm smashing player Killer, you know, smashing horrors. Um, but we'll never hear of them, or we'll never know more about them because basically we don't see them being televised on TV. Or like those, like that game, no, should have been before the Dublin Kilkenny game. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I totally agree with you. Like, I was very impressed with the, with the level of skill. And then, I suppose they're going, they're going showing showing a lot of the, the the royal wedding this weekend. And then they they are not showing much of the second tier competition when it comes to the Joe McTonough. You'd have to say where where their priorities lay. I totally yeah. Uh, oh, uh, times have changed, man. If you know what I mean, if the royal wedding's getting like, if 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 that's getting precedent ahead of all you know national games, like you know, what times have changed, like. Uh, you're an English teacher, aren't you, Dorham? What was that? Um, like, yes, yeah, so romantic <laughs> Ireland's getting gone. It's with O'Leary in the grave, man. Do you know, can uh, I... Uh, ah, no, don't, get me, don't get me going, man, because basically I, I, I might regret saying something and, you know, on the airways. Sean like, it's Sean shock. Oak. Yo. Sean Og, wouldn't, you you wouldn't you want the grandmother now to hurdle her a tennis racket, though? <laughs> <laughs> She might be better with a turn of racket than she would be with a hurl. Uh, yeah, but wasn't her father-in-law, or her father-in-law to be, he was very good with the old stick with the old horse. What do you call that? The whip. Polo. Polo. Polo, polo wasn't it, yeah. He used to play a lot of polo, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, he could, he could have been I, don't think I, I, I don't think he lasts in a hurling pitch, though, with a... <laughs> with a polo stick no, can I? <laughs> <laughs> uh, mo- moving on to this weekend I suppose the big game up in Ulster is the 
clash between Tyrone and Monaghan uh, Sunday at four o'clock. Uh, Shane, I suppose you, t- you you think these are the whoever wins this will be favourite to win the Ulster Championship? I well, yeah, yeah. Unless unless maybe Johnny Gall. Um, if the, I, I think I said previously, I don't think I'd rule out. Um, Armagh going nice and quietly under Kieran McGinley, and then uh, they're making they're they're making progress. But um, yeah, you'd have to imagine that the team to win Sunday. Um, will be the team that goes on, or will be certainly be the favourites to win the Ulster Championship. Um, it's a big game for Tyrone, I think. This one, you know, uh, it's certainly a big game for Mickey Hart. I, I, I think that you know, if they're beaten by Monaghan, um, the calls for for his resignation may grow, uh, particularly in light of last year's defeat to Dublin, uh, capitulation to Dublin. Really, uh, Monaghan actually played Roscommon in a challenge uh, down in Kiltoom recently. Um, and and uh, it was a very very good game, but they look well conditioned. Uh, Manicure Rourke has 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 uh, Monaghan in really really good condition, and you know the time could be for them now to get into the Super Eights and win an Ulster Championship, uh, and try and get to an All Ireland semi final that they've they failed to really do over the last number of years with with really good team with a really good team and a really well conditioned team, um, so. It'll be an interesting game, but it'll be it'll be very similar to Castle Bar. It'll be a slugfest. Uh, I, I wouldn't be expecting anything other than a very physical battle. Um, I just slightly give Monaghan the edge. I think they might just might just take Tyrone on this occasion. Very good, very good. And I think it's for Man at uh, Armagh Saturday evening up, up in Ulster as well. And it'll be interesting to see. I, I certainly think that, like you said, that Armagh are going well under the radar. And it was very impressive. I think that Ethan Rafferty is an absolute machine of a full forward, one of the best in the game at the minute. And I, I certainly think they could take that one. Uh, moving on to the Hurling Championship, uh, do you think Dublin can sustain it two weeks in a row? Sean Ogre, will the likes of injuries to Conal Keeney catch up with them? See, that's the danger, you know, with Dublin. Like, it looked like that Dublin invested enough. Like, it, it came across to me that it invested a huge amount of, like, kind of, say, energy and preparation into this one, right? You know? Um, sorry, into the game last Sunday, which they just fell short, right? Um, like, have no doubt about it. Colonel Keeney was a huge loss going off, like, with about eight minutes to go, like, kind of... Uh, like, he was pulling the strings up front for him. He was integral to everything that was good about Dublin. I know physically this is going to be taxing, but more mentally, that that last, last Sunday could either derail the rest of their season or it could galvanise them, like, you know? Um, and I think we'd probably find out more next Sunday. Like, Dublin, if they repeat the way they played against Kilkenny, I tell you what, they'll beat more teams in the Championship this year. And the other game in that Leinster GA Championship this weekend is Kilkenny. Uh, Kilkenny be awfully. Do you see any surprises in this one, Sean Ogre? Will it be a routine victory for Kilkenny? Do, do, do you know what I see? No, I like. I've no doubt. Okay, I've uh, I've no doubt. On the face of it, Kilkenny were delighted with the they were delighted with the win. But I I like mark my words, man. I'm telling you. One night to night training, they're probably training. I tell you, no, Brian Cody would have waxed fellas ears tonight at training session because basically, like, they made a few uh, untypical Kilkenny errors last Sunday, and they looked average at times. Like, do you know what I mean? And it was far from like their, you know, the the flawless the performance that they put towards the latter end of the league. So, like, basically, they're going to get a kick up the backside from Brian Cody. So, I will, like, I do expect to see an improved performance from Kilkenny. 
they will have enough for Rafi to beat. Like, you know, kind of, like, unfortunately for Rafi at this stage, they're trying their best, Doran, but it's just, it, it just ain't good enough, like, you know. Uh, yeah. And then, and then again, I mean, the performance against Galway, it was very serviceable and it was grand, but, like, against the bigger guns, man, it's just not good enough, like, you know. Um, for the simple reason, like, they're just short and top-quality players. Yeah, you'd have to see the probably green shoots probably shooting up there in the Offaly point of view over the la- compared to the last couple of years, but uh, they're probably like you say going to fo- come up a bit short this year. Moving on to to the Munster GA hurling championship, it, it gets up and running this weekend. Sean, with your own county uh, Cork taking on Clare down in Parky Cueve, promised to be a rip roaring game. And um, how do you see this one going? I can't like I I absolutely can't wait for this game. No right because basically you have. Going into this game, door number one, I tell you what, the eyes won't be on the 15, sorry, the eyes won't be on the 30 players. The eyes will be on the pitch, number one, to, you know, see how Parky Keeve is, like, because basically it was scandalous. Right? And I think we spoke, it was scandalous during the league, like, do you know what I mean? Kind of, it was like, it was, it, 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 it was like hurling football games on the beach, right? So basically, that'll be the first thing we'll be looking forward to. Hopefully, the pitch will be up to standard. And the number two, I think we'll get a rip roaring game between Cork and Clare. It'll be very open, you know. Um, uh, I see very open, high-scoring game. Um, if I was to make a call on it, on paper, Clare look better. But I know, having sat in Cork dressing rooms before, Clare is a side that we kind of, like, you'd always pay him respect, but you never really, really, really worried about them, like, do you know what I mean? And then, like... Cork at home against Clare. I, I fancy Cork to share it. <coughs> Good stuff, Annie. Have you the boots ready? The polished up ready for action? Who's that, me? Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe 20 years ago, but not now. No. <laughs> <laughs> it, not now. To 10 years ago. The other game down at Munsters, he's uh, Limerick taking on Tipperary. Sean Og, um, do you see that be a close battle or do you see Tipperary pulling away with it? Well, I tell you what, uh, like, that's going to be another belter. Like, I think Limerick are at home there, right? Funny enough, do you know what? Limerick, out of all the teams of Munster that Limerick don't mind, or the really, don't, they don't mind meeting or the relish playing is their, their, their neighbouring county, like Tipperary. Like, they, for some strange reason, they love playing Tip. And then Tip play a very expansive game, which the Gaelic grounds, do you know what I mean? Kind of... Gaelic grounds compared to the other venues in Munster, you don't get that same like kind of. It's not a bigger. It's not as a bigger pitch. So um, I tell you what, Limerick behind themselves for an upset, and they are capable of doing an upset, right? Um, uh, I'm interested to see how Tip like like this is the, this is a must win for Tipperary, especially after the poor league final showing. You know, this is a must win from. They should have enough, and I think they'll have enough. But if they go in somewhat complacent, which tip tend to do every now and then, they could be in trouble if they're going in complacent. But look, and the law of averages, if tip play the way they're capable of playing and Limerick play the way they're capable of playing, well, there's only one result, and that's Tipperary. Yeah, good stuff. And, and do you still think that Galway are the team to beat going forward after their performance at the weekend? Do you think that was a, an All Ireland winning performance, or do you think they need to find improvement uh, from somewhere? Do you know what? Um, like I was talking, I was talking to someone during the week. 
It wasn't an all on winning performance, right? But it's enough to win the first round game. And do you know what? All Ireland's in that one in like in May, right? So um uh so it was it was it was a professional job done, right? Kinda they know they know like that that type of performance won't do against the bigger guns, but like the room with the room with improvement in Galway is massive, you know, kinda where where if you compare that to Dublin's performance against Kilkenny, that was so flawless, I couldn't see Dublin, do you know what I mean? Kinda the room for improvement in Dublin, no, I I I I I I can't see huge improvements in Dublin, do you know what I mean? On top of that, well Galway, like you could see Galway like going up a few gears, like do you know what I mean? So um so uh they've I tell you what. As all Ireland winning teams go, they've come into this championship ideal, man. Totally under the radar. Where all Ireland champions before, when they come into the championship, they're usually on the back of a good league performance, do you know what I mean? The year after the All Ireland, and then there's huge hype about them. Galway have just, like, we barely had a Galway until last week, like, do you know, which is a good sign. They're going about it nice and quickly, and I tell you, Dorn. If they get their if they get their engine like started, you know, if they get their engine motoring, man, and if they get their key players like last year, if they get them staying fit and healthy on the pitch, I tell you what, the two in a row boy is it's very much on, like. Yeah, I know, and they managed to bleed a couple of young players there. I think Brian Concanon made his debut and hit two goals. He looked he looked That's very right. impressive for a young lad on his debut. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. And then do you know what? That's a, and then that's been that's been textbook Kilkenny over the years, like you know, they'll have their core core key guys performing, and then they'll just introduce like a golden nugget every year. A fella totally unknown come out of nowhere, and then basically come in and then contribute to the team and um, and add a different dimension. So that's what, like, uh, I mean, that's been another great fight for Galway there over the weekend, like you know. So. Um, uh, um, they love bigger fish to fight. Look, it looks like by and large, right? They're gonna be into the um, you know, they're like they're into the they're into the series. So look, all they need to do is like what you call it, just get themselves ready for the business end, and then basically just pick it up a notch or two, which is well within them. They'll be extremely hard to beat, and if they can repeat the form, like of say their semi-final and then say first half in the All-Ireland final last year I tell you what well, from what I've seen so far they'll be extremely hard to beat that's a wrap for this week on a Super Aids podcast once again I'd like to thank you very much for tuning in catch us again next week on the Super Aids podcast until then good night and